Welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast with Brian Moran. Now, here's your host, Brian Moran. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Small Business Edge Podcast. Our guest today, Rob Levin, a serial entrepreneur who's also the chairman and investor in Work Better Now, a company that provides remote workforce and virtual assistant services to help business owners run their companies more efficiently. And the interesting thing is you hear the description of that company and you think, wow, he probably started that during the pandemic and you would be wrong. So we're going to find out more about Rob and and Work Better Now in this podcast. With that, welcome to the Small Business Edge podcast, Rob Levin. Thanks. Thanks, Brian. It's uh, good to be catching up in front of so many people. Yeah. Yeah. At least we we, will always have at least, you know, 500 to 1,000. That's the good of my closest friends. But here's the thing. So I've known Rob for a long time. And there's always this one burning question that I've wanted to ask him. And it's actually on your LinkedIn profile. Now he's wondering, what the hell am I going to ask? <laughs> well, if it's on LinkedIn, I know it's, you know, nothing too crazy. No, it, it's just kind of funny. It says in college, you went to the State University of New York at Albany. In college, you were the president of the university concert board. You produced and promoted concerts such as. Bob Dylan, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Steve Miller, Elvis Costello, Fishbone, Meatloaf, and Cheap Trick. That is incredible. One, that you got them all to SUNY Albany. I don't know. Maybe that was like the mecca for like big college acts. But after that, you became a CPA? Yeah. You didn't know that? No, I did. I did. Oh, okay. It's just, I don't, I don't, you're like, who was the, uh, who was the the big producer back in the day? Well, it was in the eighties. John Sher and Ron Delsner were the two big That's ones. It. Ron Delsner. I'd always hear him on like LIR or something, right? Yeah. The, the 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 Ron Delsner concert. So you were you were going to be the next Ron Delsner? Well, I was I was doing it at the school, um, and the way I got them there is I paid them, <laughs> quite frankly. But uh, yeah, and and interestingly, I I had offers to go into that world, and I didn't. Uh, I also had an offer from one of my accounting professors to, he said, this is back in 1990. He said, I'm, I'm going down to the Cayman Islands and I'm going to start an accounting firm down there. Do you want to be my partner, my junior partner? And I said, no. And, uh, and I went on to Arthur Anderson uh, and I left before all that craziness started happening. And it was actually a great place to start a career because you, you know, you learn how to work in those firms um, Oh yeah, and how to communicate with clients and stuff like that. But well, yeah, I've had some uh, some interesting uh, blips in there in the career. Now you're an accomplished guitarist. Uh, I, I don't know if you play other instruments. I've seen you play guitar and in clubs and in New York. Accomplished is uh, is a matter of opinion, <laughs> but I, I've been playing for a while. Any of these artists ever invite you up on stage? No, <laughs> no. It's usually like, hey, I want to introduce you guys. They're like, yeah, just get off as soon as you can. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome! Well, that that must have been some some experience. It was an, it was an amazing experience. It was pretty cool. Actually, I didn't get to see too many of the shows, depending on the show, because there was a lot of work to be done. Um, and I and I was too too serious about the whole thing. I should have I should have taken more advantage of that. Now looking back, of course, yeah. But it was uh, it was it was a cool experience. Awesome. So, all right, let's let's now fast forward. Now you were. You were also a publisher. You published the New York Enterprise Report. I mean, you've had a number of different entrepreneurial ventures. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you wrote something um, that that 
kind of hit with me. It said, um, I hired my first assistant in 2013, changing my business and my life. Now explain that. So that is what that that is the precursor to you saying, boy, we should be doing this for everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. So um I I, I won't I won't I'll spare you with the, the backstory, but um yeah, I, I finally somebody convinced me to hire an assistant in 2013. And and that person couldn't believe I didn't have one as the publisher of the New York Enterprise Report. Nobody today knows that what that is, but those in New York back in the you know in the early part of the century. I started in 2003, knew, knew what it was. And um, I hired one and everything changed because all of these things that I was doing, number one on the list, by the way, um, and probably still is, is just managing my calendar. You know, if you look at my calendar today, I probably have a good 10 calls, maybe more. Um, and setting those up and, you know, everything gets rescheduled, all the going back and forth, that's several hours a day. When you're, when you're a business owner, if you're spending several hours of your day doing that, Going through your email, um, I just got a form for for a medical uh, appointment for my daughter. If you if you're doing that, uh, that's insane because you're not doing all of those things that you need. It's it's harder than ever to be a, a business owner. You yeah, so much change is going on. Your customers are changing. Their buying habits are changing. Your employee expectations are changing. Technology, marketing, and if you are not focused on mentoring your team, speaking with your customers, figuring out where the world is going you are going to be in serious trouble. And not to mention, you know, let's say you're a business owner making $200,000 a year, right? That means if you're doing all of that work, you're paying somebody $100 an hour to do administrative work. Right, right, right. 2,000 hours in a year. Yeah. Uh, it, so it, yeah, it changed, it changed the way I did business. I was able to be much more effective and it changed my life. I had more free time. I wasn't working on weekends anymore. And I wasn't doing the work that was taking away my energy as opposed to adding energy. That's like I'm sitting here point. with you and I'm getting tons of energy. You and I get <laughs> together. There's a, I, that's what I want to be doing, right? Sitting yeah. down with other business owners. So yeah, it, it, it changed my life. I, I couldn't agree more. We, we actually do. Our listeners know about a workshop we do called Bricks or Sticks. In it, we talk about foundational concepts for business owners. And in the second week, we talk about the, the mindset of, you know, how you approach each day. Is it proactive? Is it reactive? Is it predictive? I think without the help, you know, I know this, without the help that you're talking about, it's almost impossible to get out of a reactive mindset that you you have an agenda. You say, okay, here's my urgent items. Here's my important items. And then here's the everyday and the non-essential. But if you're left to figure that out on your own, more often than not, you'll have the time robbers who will come in and suck out the most important hours of your day. Well, somebody else is setting your agenda in that case, yes. right? Yeah. Um, and, and you really need to set aside the time to just think. Because if you're not going to do it, everybody in your company, your entire team is expecting that you're doing that, right? Yeah. You, the business owner, you're the one figuring out are we going in the right direction? A lot of people are, are depending on you, including yourself. You're, and, and, and business is changing too fast today. Yeah, you're, you're 100% right. And, and again, that goes back to something we talk about, the weeds and the clouds of your business. The weeds, you see three to five feet in front of you. The clouds, you're at 20,000 feet looking down. It's really hard to get out of execution mode, which is the weeds, uh, when, again, you're, you feel like you're the only one making those decisions. God forbid you leave the weeds to go take that 20,000 foot view. 
you're going to, you're going to, a lot of stuff is going to fall through the cracks. That's, that's, a, you know, you're too busy playing whack-a-mole. So I totally see where you're, you're coming from with that. But so this is 2013 that you have this kind of, uh, maybe it's an aha moment. Maybe it's not, maybe it took a couple of years, but, but now fast forward to 2018. Now we're still about two years from the pandemic, but in 2018, you and your co-founder, Andrew Cohen, say what the world needs more virtual assistance we said and, and this has changed and we could talk about that too uh well this hasn't changed but there's an addition um we said every b- business owner should have an assistant we th- and of course like all good things we came up with that in a bar this happened to be in portland oregon um and we said every business owner should have an assistant and and then we said we're going to help them do that and we had this concept. I my my um, assistant is it was from Latin America, still is. In fact, my my assistant for many years, Jessica, who you used to interface with, she's now the general manager of Work Better Now. And I knew other people that were getting amazing people from Latin America. In fact, I know people whose businesses are run just like ours is today, um, essentially out of Latin America. And I was recommending people to other services. That and I knew that were that would provide an assistant from Latin America, and I knew we can do a better job. So that was it. We literally on a napkin came up with the idea, and uh, we had a client, our first client, within a few months. So it's 2018. You, you, you. The the idea is that there's this incredible talent pool in Latin America, and we're talking about what 15, 18 different countries. Right, down we're, we're, I, we're, we now hire from 19 different countries. All right, so 19 countries in Latin America. You're looking at that and saying, okay, we have this incredible pool of talent that, what, and what I think is brilliant, that is largely in the same time zones as your, your clients in the United States, yeah. right? That's, uh, that was one of, in addition to my personal experience, when we, when we thought about this, what do you have in Latin America? You have time zone alignment. You have similar cultures, certainly as compared to other parts of the world. Mm-hmm. You have an incredibly talented workforce with yeah. amazing, you've interfaced with a lot of these people yeah. with amazing attitudes. It's, it's incredible. Everything just lines up. And then you have a very big cost of living differential. So it, it, we now found a way to make it affordable for everybody to have an assistant. It's a win-win all the way around. So it's, all the way around. it's, it's, so it's, it's tw- you, you remember because we were in similar businesses, you remember the New York Enterprise Report, which was a media company. That's a pretty cool business to own and to and to build and to run with, yeah. with all the headaches that come along with it. And I will tell you, Brian, that this is the coolest thing I've ever done because I have many clients or friends, friends for over 10 years, and they thank me. I thank them. They thank me. They're like, no, 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 Rob, this is changing my business and changing my life. And then our talent pool is doing much more meaningful work. They're making more money than they make locally. So it's a it's an absolute win win win. You're a disruptor. When I look at this model, you know this this is the Airbnb. It's the Uber. It's you know it's along those lines where you came in. It's a platform model where you are an aggregator. You know people have cars, people have homes, and they're and and you know they're being connected with people who who want rides to go somewhere, who want to stay somewhere other than a hotel, 
You know, I remember reading the story about Airbnb, you know, saying, look, if the Super Bowl's in Atlanta and every hotel is sold out, you can't build more hotels on the spot. You know, with with Airbnb, you know, they can increase capacity 20 percent in Atlanta literally overnight. You know, and, and and the idea is that they displace that old 20th century model work better now and and we'll get into what has happened since the pandemic but the idea of work better now it's it's a platform model not a pipeline model and that you can add you know okay you need more you know more people on uh, uh, working remotely you know obviously there's a vetting process so it's not going to happen you know tomorrow but the idea is that there's this vetting process and you can keep adding to you know your inventory to put you know, qualified, quality uh, people together with companies that are looking for their expertise. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny. I never heard somebody say that we're a platform. And the reason I'm, I'm hesitating with that is, to me, a platform is almost like a marketplace. And everything we do is bespoke. Everything we do is custom. So when a prospective client speaks with one of our sales consultants or client consultants, um, we get a very good idea of what they're looking for. And assuming that we can help them, which we can most of the time, but not all the time, we then have a hand matching process where the recruiting department takes the people who are in our pool. I'm going to talk about that in a second, because that's really important. And then hand selects based upon the skills that somebody's looking for, the soft skills and, and other softer you know, types of attributes. Um, and a lot of the work happens even before that with the recruiting department. We get thousands of applications a month we, we approve under 2%. We are we only want the best workers. Yeah. We're not a body shop where like, oh, you need a few people, here you go. We we first, we recruit the best and we, we screen out for the best and then we match based upon your specific needs. And there's a lot of investment in there that goes up front. But as I said earlier, a lot of clients are friends. I'm not disappointing any of our clients, especially yeah. people I've yeah. known for, for, for you know 20 years. Well, I will, I will, uh, you know, offer this as full disclosure. I've used your service. I had a project and I had, you know, I went through the whole process and I won't say the person's name, but she was world-class good. You know, like I, I could not have been happier with the outcome now. And the project ended and I moved in a different direction in that I hired my daughter. <laughs> so, and I'm still a small business owner growing, so I may come back to you at some point, but um, the whole process, I mean, I told you this, it was, you you gave me three people to interview, and I would have hired any single one of them, but, but this one uh, woman stood out as somebody who, I didn't have to tell her things twice. She got everything done on time, if not early, and it was exactly what I wanted. There was even some stuff that she went above and beyond. And I mean, I told you that. I told Jessica that. I told anybody who would listen just how thrilled I was with her. And and that was probably a year ago, maybe, that it ended, at least. So I've been trying to get you on here a year just to talk about this experience and why I think it is Phenomenal. But let, let's get back. I want to I want to kind of bring this along chronologically. So now it's 2018 and you start. And so you start bringing in people from Latin America, connecting them with friends and, and clients in the United States. So you, you're getting your sea legs, right? You're getting it up and running. Exactly. Things, things are going. OK, maybe it's not. It's a, it's a little bit bumpy. Right. 
And then the pandemic hits. And I kind of feel like, you know, to a lesser extent, what happened to Zoom happened to work better now. Yeah, yeah. Minus a few zeros, yeah. Uh, (laughs) But that's okay. It it was an inflection point because one, there's, you know, there's a couple of concerns that people have, right? One is remote. Well, the pandemic took took care of that within months, right? Right. Um, The other one is, hmm, People outside the country, you know, are they good? Or how's their English? And and uh, the, so the first, the remote issue, that's that's gone for ninety percent of the people. That that's that issue's gone. The other one is is one that you know that's that's on us to to explain to people. Look, these people are amazing. They're going to be your top performers. Mm-hmm. In fact, what happened? Two things happened in at the end at the end of twenty, beginning of twenty one. Number one, the phone started to ring more. The other thing that happened is clients started to hire more than one of our people. And at first I was like, what's going on here? This wasn't something we planned. This was very organic. And what ended up happening was clients were hiring an assistant, an executive assistant. And then they realized that that person's got so many more skills that they can deploy elsewhere in the company. So I'm going to move that person to customer service or to project management or to bookkeeping or maybe a combination of, of those things. And then I'm going to hire another person to be my assistant. And we now have some clients that have seven, eight of our people. And in fact, we're essentially their, their talent partner, where a lot, a lot, if not most of their hiring is done, excuse me, is done through us. And um, that was all client-led. And now, of course, we reacted. And now we, we, we stopped calling all of our people virtual assistants. Now they are WBN professionals. And it's been amazing. So that came as a result then. So it started as virtual assistant, right? We're going to be- Every business owner should have an assistant, or as Jack Daly says, if you don't have an assistant, you are one. Right. We went, we, we went from that, and we still we still do a lot of those roles. Right. But now there's about 40 different roles that we, um, we accommodate. Which is, that's where it gets incredible. That's the, that was, when I read that, I thought, that's in, really, you are- kind of a, a company's talent pool, you know, okay, hey, Rob, I need somebody who can work in in marketing, somebody who can work in financial, right? Somebody who can work in sales. You, they, they're going to come to you for almost any part of their business and say, can you help find me somebody? Because now, as you pointed out, the idea of working remotely is ingrained into the way we do business today. So if you're going to work remotely, whether it's around the corner or it's around the world, it's still remote. You're still going to be talking to people over Zoom. Now the comfort level is there. I found it to be the experience to be incredible in terms of, you know, we we spoke every single day, you know, we did, I, I'd give her a list of here, here's what I need done. And that just that feeling that you talk about of being able to to give that project list to somebody else, knowing that it's going to get done. And at the end of the day, to have that 30-minute meeting, a recap, and uh, you know, say, okay, here's what they said. Here's this, here's this, here's this. And what do you got for me for tomorrow? That you can, It's almost like you cannot put it a price on that intangible benefit. And all the things you were able to do with that time. Not Absolutely. to mention... I'm sure you don't enjoy usually doing a lot of those things. A lot of those things. Most business owners don't, right? I put it right up there with banging my head against the wall. <laughs> All right. So, okay. So now we are, we're 
we're past the pandemic, more or less, right? Now it's 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 2023. Tell us where the company is today. So um the company is now, like I said, we're we're now, and I just came up with this term this morning, funny enough. We're now becoming a talent partner mm-hmm. uh, to to many of our clients where they they come to us first for any anything that doesn't have to be in the office. So for example, I don't know if you know Larry Zogby, RDS delivery. Yeah. Uh, if you're in New York, you see his trucks everywhere. A lot of the roles that that he needs to hire for, obviously not for not for messengers and stuff and drivers, but a lot of the talents coming from work better now, including, and this shocked me, I had lunch with him last week. I, I don't remember the exact title, but I think it's driver safety coordinator. Mm-hmm. Is it somewhere in Latin America? I forgot which country. And he's responsible for going through this program that they have to 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 help the drivers drive more safely, which helps them with what? With their insurance expense, which as you can imagine, is 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 enormous. And, and I'll tell you that clients will usually fall into one of two buckets. Sometimes they want somebody with this particular experience. I'm looking for somebody who's worked in a law firm and supported lawyers before. And then we have other clients who, who says, you know what? It's really hard to find these people. I just need somebody with these attributes. And then I will go ahead and, and train them, which I think is going to be the model of the future for a lot of, a lot of companies because it's so hard to find uh, talent now, which is another reason why I think we've been doing so well is that here in the States, you want to hire locally. Um, it's, it's a long process. Hiring is one of the things that small businesses and business owners hate doing. You have rising salaries, right? You have productivity that's not really looking great. You have mm-hmm. low engagement. Um, and not only that, your chances of, of, of a good, of success with your hire is not, is, is not that high. Um, and that's, I think, another reason why, why we've been doing really well. I, I would say we solve also- solve all those problems. Yeah, the labor shortage. I mean, to an extent, you talked about that. But with labor, you know, I look at companies, and I've got 25 employees right now. I really should have about 30 to 33, but I've got, you know, eight spots that I need to fill. A lot of times what they do is they rearrange the 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 employee pool. They say, okay, I need you, you know, if, if it's a baseball team, you know, you're playing outfield, I need you to play second base. You're, you know, you're you're a shortstop, I need you to play catcher. And and Sometimes that works out. Sometimes those skills are interchangeable, but a lot of times they're not. And dates don't last forever, right? They don't. You're right. And what you now offer is the opportunity. You know, business owners have two options. I can outsource it or I can automate it. And I think with AI, like this chat uh, GPT, I think is going to automate a fair amount of, of some of the work that's being done at the at the small business level. And then outsource. Like I said, if you if you can out if you can with remote work, if I can if I can have somebody, you know, I'm in New York and I can have somebody in Pennsylvania or New Jersey, I can have somebody in Colombia, right? And uh, or, or Honduras or Guatemala, wherever uh, you know that 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 there is that level of acceptance and and ease of of use of of being able to outsource that. That's where I think. Moving forward, the real opportunity is for you. And the amazing thing is, your company's five years old. How many like twists and turns have you seen in your company in your business model since you started it on a napkin in a bar in Oregon? Well, some things have changed and some things haven't. I told you about one of the big changes, right? Which was um, going from just providing executive assistance to a, a whole bunch of roles. Well, there's a lot that hasn't changed. I mean. 
there's a lot that really hasn't changed. So from day one, we weren't going to be a body shop. It wasn't just about putting people in, in roles. It was about really rigorous recruiting and screening process, and then a hand-matched process to make sure that we're putting the right talent with the right company. And that goes both ways. That, that hasn't changed. Of course, in the beginning, it was literally uh, my partner, Andrew and Jessica, that did all of it. They literally mm -hmm. did the recruiting and the screening and the matching. And now we have a team of 25 people um, who, who do that. And interestingly, other than this is as of today, my partner and our three salespeople, our whole team is in Latin America. Our team is built on the same talent pool that we provide to our clients. So it really what's changed is we've grown, we're building out departments, the recruiting department, the client success department, all of that stuff. But the, the original, other than expanding it a little bit, the original mission hasn't, hasn't changed at all. So then that, what I want to get for our listeners is this, you know, you created a business model that was flexible. Did you see, like, did you have a five-year plan or a 10-year plan? Like when you're drafting this up, what was the expectation no. of this company? I, I don't think we, truth is, I don't think we really set a whole lot of expectations. Um, my partner was doing this part-time. I wasn't involved at all. I'm now very involved. You know, the business kind of pulled me in because the opportunity was was so strong. And uh, I don't think we really had much of a plan. And quite frankly, it was slow growing until COVID, until yeah. people got comfortable with remote. And the, the next hump for us is for people, not beyond our clients and the next few clients, but people beyond that to get comfortable with, with people uh, working in out of their homes in Latin America. So now, I, I mean- And that's going to happen. It's going to yeah, happen, for sure. I, I agree. And, and I think- you know, the, the, the lesson here, the takeaway here is that, you know, and again, we all know this to be true. Luck and timing play such a critical role in success or failure. You know, you're too, you're too far ahead of the curve, you miss it. You're too far behind it, you know, you're in a traffic jam of, of all these companies got, that got in front of you. You seem to be, you know, the lead dog, you know, on the sled team with, with this opportunity. So it begs the question... Now that you're five years into it, where do you want to be five years from now? It's a great question. And, and here's what I can share with you. Because this is we, now we are thinking about that. Now that we have a real business, yeah, we are thinking about it. We've I don't know if you're familiar with EOS, but we're implementing oh, EOS. Yes. And yeah, you know, there's a lot of uh tactical stuff, but there's a lot of strategic stuff that comes along with it. And I, I will tell you that what our mission is and what we're trying to do is we're we're trying to make business owners as well as talent we're trying to make their dreams come come true mm -hmm. that's really what our mission is the way we're doing it is by the way we want to do it is by expanding on both sides the talent and the companies expanding their capabilities right um so one way we do it and the main way we do it today is with our amazing our amazing workforce but you mentioned chat G gpt right so as you and I know, there's always a few business owners that are on the cusp. They're always on the leading edge. Yeah. But most business owners, I mean, they're you know some are, some just started getting start just started using CRM ten years ago, right, <laughs> or five years ago. Yeah. So yeah. one of the things that that we will be doing is we will be training our workforce to become experts in things like Chat GPT. So that our clients can actually benefit from these technologies 
sooner. And that's just one example of, of some of the things that we're thinking. So it's not just about providing more professionals to the US and the Canadian workforce. It's about how do we, let's think a few steps ahead. Small businesses don't know what they don't know. We want to help them with that. We want to help them um, work work better, work better and, and do that sooner. Yeah, it's it's an interesting situation that you're in right now because of what the next five years might look like. I mean, it it, it could be dramatically different than what we're seeing today. So it's I, gonna be it's gonna be dramatically different. The question yeah. for the business owner is you're gonna take advantage of that and harness that, or yeah. you're gonna be a victim to it. I tend to think that small business owners and passionate business owners and entrepreneurs, that's how I define the the small business market. I tend to think now that they have learned their lesson about being closer to earlier adopters than they have in the past, that too many things have happened since, let's say, 2008. If you've been around since 2008, you've gone through a lot of ups and downs with your business. And uh, uh, I, I would tend to think that you're saying, okay, you know, if I learn anything from history, uh, we, you know, when I see something that I think is game changing, I need to get in early on it. I just had this conversation actually with my son who's in IT. You know, when you look at in 2000, when the internet bubble burst, band, uh, broadband was really just kind of making its way onto the scene, right? And uh, we still had dial up and, and, but, but, and broadband was very expensive. Well, when the whole market crashed, Broadband became incredibly inexpensive because they they needed to sell it, and that, you know, it, it greatly expanded the whole market and the whole way we use the internet. Fast forward seven years, two thousand seven, the iPhone. We know what the iPhone did, right? And you look at it and you say, okay, um, this is going to change the way that we do business. And now, when you look at AI. You think, okay, what what have I learned from past technological innovations that they are game changing, that they become part of our everyday lives, and 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 now remote work too. The whole way that we work has completely changed. That's why I'm fascinated with your company and the category because I think work better now could be one of those like it's like a Dwayne Reed. You're going to see it on every corner. <laughs> and only people I think in New York are going to get that joke. But you, you know what I mean? That the really the sky's the limit for what, what you can do because of everything that's transpired over the last five years. Yeah. Like I said, this is the coolest thing I've done. Uh, it's so exciting. Uh, and the impact that we're making now, knowing that where we want to go is even more powerful for our clients and for our workforce. So it begs the question, and you don't have to answer it, but has anybody offered to buy your company? Uh, yes. Uh, you actually might know who, who he is, which and we're not for sale. Uh, we're yeah. having too much fun. Uh, yeah, some, somebody has. I, don't, I, I wouldn't say it was a very serious discussion, but yeah, somebody has. Yeah, I think, I think that that's a path that you're going to come across at least a few times in the near we're, we're, Right now, we're having way too much fun. Yeah. No interest in... Uh, in, in selling. Good. Where do, you, where do you want the company to be in five years? Where, where do you want Work Better Now to be in 2028? We have 10,000 clients, um, a whole bunch of professionals working for them. 
But companies work with us because they want to expand their capabilities, whether it's marketing, whether it's just something technology like, like AI. Um, we're helping companies expand their capabilities. They look to us as a partner in talent and in, and in growth. Are you global? I don't know if we're global. I, I think there's so much opportunity sitting in front of us here in the, in the States and Canada with respect to businesses and, and amazing people in Latin America. I don't, I don't know if I see that changing, but I, I don't, I also don't, yeah. I'm not going to promise you anything there. I don't know. Yeah. I'll plant some seeds with you. Would you license it or franchise it? Um, I don't know. You know, one of the things I'm very particular about and very cautious about is we have so much opportunity now. I don't want to take on anything that will lessen the quality of service that we're providing, number one, mm-hmm. and get in the way of our ability to scale. So for example, I'll give you I'll give you one example. And this could change, but it's not changing now. People ask us all the time, will you provide part-time uh, professionals? And we don't. Yeah. yeah. We don't do it. Um, it. Could it be done? I guess it could, but it'll get in the way of a lot of things. And we're just going to focus on uh, on on that it's very and it's hard for me as an entrepreneur to say no to you know all the all the new ideas that pop up in in my head with the yeah. with the squirrels and the shiny metal objects <laughs> and stuff uh i gotta i gotta keep that at bay but there's a few things you know we're just focused on 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 those few things but expanding the impact that we can make yeah i think there are so many takeaways from our conversation today that i know my listeners will appreciate you know the idea of of you know having a business model, having a business plan, being flexible with it, knowing what outside forces may affect the path that you're on. You know, sometimes you decide which, you know, what fork in the road is is worth, you know, looking at. Do I go left? Do I go right? Other times it's put there for you, right? The pandemic is certainly one that was a major fork in the road for you in determining which which path you chose. Obviously you chose correctly. But what I think now is that it's opened up so many more options and opportunities. It's like you got to the next level of Mario Brothers. You know, now it's like, okay, this one is for everybody, you know, and and everybody kind of plays level one. You're at like level five now. And I'll tell you, it's much more fun playing Mario Brothers than back when we were in the media business playing Frogger. (laughs) (laughs) I never made it to the other side, just so you know. You know, I, it was always that one car that just squashed me. Yeah, it made me busy. We, well, you know, we we both got into it at a similar time, and we both built really amazing companies. But I think our timing was a little off. Yeah, yeah, I think you know what, and that and that and that's the thing about luck and timing. You know, it's it's you know if you can if you can hit it just right. You know, it, it's that's why it's so important to to we talk a lot about advisors and mentors in business, you know, people who can see and hear and and kind of digest things that that we as business owners don't get to see. You know, that so that's a good question. Do you have people, do you have mentors or advisors that are looking at your company kind of do you have a board of advisors? Uh no, we do not have a board of advisors. It's something we've thought about, uh, inclu- and also including some clients on there. We might get there eventually. Um, I have, uh, 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 as you know, I'm I'm good friends with Norm Brodsky, who's an amazing. Uh, He's an entire board by himself. Yeah, he is. He yeah. he really is, and he how he sees things so quickly. Um, and I run things by him, and he's also. Um, one of the experts in the gathering of giants, which I belong to. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, that's one of three peer groups that I'm a part of. I'm a part of three CEO peer groups, one here in New York, 
Gathering of Giants, which is quite powerful. And then I have a, uh, I'm in a virtual uh, uh, group with some people throughout the country too. So it's really important, whether it's a mentor, advisor, or other CEOs that are not going to be as emotional about your business. Look, I'll give you a, a great example. Norm was hinting to me to get out of the media business much sooner than I did. And he was 100% right. Yeah. That said, I what I will tell you is that what's amazing about the New York Enterprise Report, I sold the business at the end of 2013, and it's paying dividends now with Work Better Now because many clients came from my relationships from there. I learned so many things. I have an understanding of the small business market that I would say is up there with one of a handful of people in the country, uh, yourself included, be because of that experience. So, you know, you, you learn from what you did in the past, hopefully, and you build on it. Yeah, that's a great point. All right. This was phenomenal, Rob. This was I, I could talk to you for another hour, but I do want to have you back. I, I can't believe we made it through a conversation this long without a beverage in our hand. That's really. Well, you, know, you don't know what's in my coffee mug. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is just water. But, you know, we yeah. will uh, we'll do that again. We'll do that soon. Absolutely. And we didn't talk about the Mets, the Jets or the Rangers. In, and then we're going to definitely need the beverages. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about twists and turns. Uh, no, seriously, this is, I, I, I love these conversations. I always learn something. I know my listeners learn something from it. You have a remarkable story. I, I remember, you know, when, when this was just starting, you, as I said, you and I have been friends for a long time and, and the idea of work better now, it just kind of, you, you planted seeds, it germinated and then all of a sudden something happened and you said, okay, it, it's almost like, you, remember that old game show where they turn on the, the money machine, you jump in and you grab as much as you can. You know, you kind of just got to be, you got to believe in abundance and you got to be receptive to what the universe is throwing at you. I didn't give you the full story. I'll give you a quick story now. We can end on that. I, I met my, 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 now my business partner, Andrew, who I've been friends with for since college in this bar in Portland or in Portland. And we were in a bar. And I said, I'm thinking of starting this business. And he said, I'm in. And I said, what do you mean you're in? Just telling you what I'm planning on doing. He goes, no, no, no. We're going to do this together. Wow. And I said, uh, okay, 50-50, and you're going to do all the work. And um, what's interesting about that, I never thought about this until today, is had that discussion never happened, maybe I would have dragged my feet a little too long in starting the business. Yeah. Right? So yeah. who knows? You know what? I have a, I have a of all the opportunities that I have right now uh, that I'm doing, that I'm working on, and, and I love them all, this opportunity, uh, it's called Bricks or Sticks. It, it was a very similar situation. I, I knew Jocelyn Ring from a mastermind group that we did seven years ago. And I wrote a newsletter. I, I write a weekly newsletter, and she's a top expert on branding. And in the newsletter, I wrote about branding. And she wrote me a quick email and said, hey, Moran, stay in your lane. And we laughed and we caught up. And this is last April. And what are you doing? What are you doing? Well, it led to a discussion of us doing this workshop together. And, you know, you probably have a hundred, like a hundred conversations you could yes. have had, you know, with, with all your friends and 99 of them would never have resulted in work better now. Mm -hmm. It just so happens. And that's a little bit of serendipity, a little bit of. But it's also being open. Right. It's well, yes. it's putting yourselves in the in that position. This is different. This was two friends just having a few drinks in a bar, but putting yourself in certain positions, having conversations often with with smart people uh, and being open and, and looking for signals. And, you know, 
Yeah. And then were, there of, were there times when it was before it officially got oh, the doors open? Were there times where you said, nah, maybe this is not a great idea? Did you did you ever think about maybe not starting it? Nope. 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 Because wow. because I did. When we were putting it all together, I probably said four or five times to Jocelyn, nah, you know what? I'm not, I'm not really, I don't think this is gonna work, or I'm not really sure about it. And she said, No, we're doing it. And sometimes, by the way, making those decisions to say no is that that's the right thing to do. Right. But she held me accountable and she right. said, just try. Awesome. She saw something that I didn't. Right. And it was kind of okay, you know, now we're going with it. And now I love it. I love awesome. I, I love everything about it. So again, takeaway for our, our listeners, to Rob's point, you be open to it, accepting what the universe is throwing at you. And you need to have the time to sit back and think about it, whether it's taking an extra long shower or time in your office go, you know, I just let me let me digest that conversation I just had. Yeah. Yeah. Great point. We're going to end it on that note. Awesome. Bob, thank you so much. We're definitely going to have you back. We'll have you back maybe in the fall when uh, and, and we'll get an update on work better now. But all the best to you. I'll put all your contact information in the resource page where people can find you. If you're interested in learning more about Work Better Now, you can go to their website, which is www.workbetternow.com. And uh, like I said, I've used it. I highly recommend it. Uh, Five stars, two thumbs up, whatever you want. I'm going to throw this out there for for your listeners. Anybody who's interested in learning more about Work Better Now, mention Brian when you speak with a – you could go on our site, you sign up for a consult – uh, mention Brian and and uh, we'll give you $150 off for the first three months. There you go. All right. <laughs> My name doesn't usually carry that kind of uh, gravitas, but uh, it should. I'll take it. I'll take it. Thank you, Rob. I appreciate that. And to our listeners, as always, thank you. Thank you for listening, for your feedback, your suggestions. And um, we welcome them. And we will see you next week on another edition of the Small Business Edge podcast. Take care, everybody. You've been listening to the Small Business Edge podcast with Brian Moran. Please visit our website, smallbusinessedge.com, for a listing of future podcasts.